June's Journey is a fascinating hidden object mystery gaming app where you'll play as June Parker, tasked with a daunting obligation, solve your sister's murder. Set in the 1920s, the era of glitz and glam, this family mystery is one for the ages. Everyone's a suspect until your investigation determines otherwise. The clues are all around you, hidden within tricky twists and turns. You'll collect detailed information about each character in your photo album where you'll comb over every detail. You can even join a detective's club to chat and play with others or against them in the detective's league. With hundreds of puzzles to solve, you should probably get started today. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Please welcome Drew Barrymore. special day. I am so pleased to see you because we have an extra special episode. Today's show is all about our favorite digital extras. I'm so excited because we put a lot of effort and energy and focus into our digital space. And it's full of stuff that you will not see here on this show. So we're sharing it with you today. And to kick it off, we have a segment very near and dear to my heart called Dear Drew, where I read your letters. And for this one in particular, I had a special celebrity old friend guest drop in. And um, I do not know about you, but I can't wait to see who it is. <laughs> it is time for Dear Drew. All right, let's get to our letter. Hmm. Karen, Anaheim, California. Dear Drew, my husband and I love your show. Thank you. I recently had a dream about you, me, and Brooke Shields going out for donuts. Do you like donuts? If so, what is your favorite? Uh, Karen, who doesn't like donuts? I actually question people who don't like donuts. I mean, I'll eat a fried shoe, let alone a donut. Um, you know, what's funny too is I've actually, I know Brooke Shields. We've known each other since we were kids. Um, and so I decided to actually ask her what her favorite donut was because, well, I loved your letter, so. I don't know if she's showing up. Oh, oh. hello. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, they didn't have my favorite donut at the donut shop that I went to, that I go to. I like to do Pilates and then I like to go get donuts. Is there the, I mean, if there isn't, that's what they call the carrot on the stick. Yes, it's a, it's a huge donut on a stick. Um, I like powdered donuts actually. Those are sort of my favorite. And then I also like plain, kind of boring, but I really like those. But they didn't have them today. So I got us a apple cider and a chocolate glazed. Wow. <laughs> okay, that's the first time that's ever happened on this show and I really hope it's not the last. Come on, donuts are flying out from the ceiling. <laughs> oh, Brooke, this is- I even have my tea. I even have a cup of tea. <gasps> I just love that that was the, um, that that was the dream. Thank I, you. By the way, I know, I mean, Karen had a dream about us eating donuts. So cheers, Karen, here. Oh, here we go, Karen. I oh. feel like Miranda on Sex and the City. She's like, this is worth it. By the way, um. how are you? 
Oh, good. I'm very happy now because I'm having, I've got you and a donut, two things that I love with, with my whole heart. By the way, the station where I do makeup is the book that we did mm. for your movie. So sweet. I couldn't believe I got to be in your movie. I was so excited. I was so, it was so much fun acting with you. We've never acted before. We've just hung out and been people together, but we've never really uh, shared a screen. So it was a special treat for me. Well, may it be the first of many, including this one. Yeah. It's just, I'm so glad that I've known you my whole life and I'd never want to know life without you. Oh, I love you. And I'm happy for all the success and I'm happy for everything. And I love it when I get to see you. Hopefully so, I'll see you very have soon. Have another donut break. Anybody exactly. else have any other dreams about Drew and I? I agree. Dream about it yeah. and write us. Yeah. And we'll and we'll uh we'll go through a whole culinary um experience. <laughs> I would love nothing more. Thank you, Brooke. You are the right, very thanks. best. Love I love you. You know you're happy when your scalp tingles? Literally, you know when you smile so hard like your occipitals burst? Well, anyway, thank you, Karen, for um, dreaming this up because thanks to you, I was able to reach out to Brooke and make it a reality. So thank you, truly yours, Drew. Oh, what a sweet surprise. I'd have donuts with Brooke Shields every single day if I could. All right, we have more digital extras coming up that you don't get to see anywhere else, so don't go anywhere. Are you struggling to close deals? Cold outreach is wasting the time of both the buyer and seller at every stage, especially when sellers are using shallow and outdated data. Your organization can overcome these challenges with technology that translates comprehensive, high-quality buyer data into real-time insights. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, which leads to better outcomes like more pipeline, higher win rates, and larger deals. We call this deep sales. And we've built the first deep sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Right now, you can try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com slash trial. That is linkedin.com slash trial for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com slash trial and get started. Season two of our show from my beloved hometown of Los Angeles. I'm a Valley girl, and I got the opportunity to bring you to some of the places that had some of the most profound impacts on me growing up. And well, here's an extended digital version that no one's ever seen. I'm gonna take you to places that I haven't been back to, woo, in um, uh, most of my life. And it was a real amazing revelation for me. And I'm very excited to share it with you. Take a look. I'm gonna take us to the first place I lived until I was seven years old. Hang on to your hats. Kind of thought about this was to just basically do this in chronological order. 
So this was my street back in the 70s. This neighborhood wasn't super savory. This is it. It looks so much nicer, by the way, with like the greenery and the gate. They've really made it look so much more romantic. The bars were on the windows, uh, but the neighborhood's gotten so much better. It was pretty scary when I was a kid here. God, I'm so tempted to just beg them to let me in. Is there a dinger? A doorbell? I, I don't have to be lonely anymore. I was so lonely in this house. It was just me and my mom and it was, it was just a really sad energy. It was very empty and very lonely. And, um, you know, I grew up and got in charge of my own destiny and now my house is like Grand Central Station. <laughs> There's so much life. And there's so many people. And this place just taught me that I wasn't the kind of person who wanted to live in a quiet, lonely place. I, I wanted to live a life where I was around a lot of people. But they've made the outside so pretty. It's like, it's not dark at all. It's very blooming and I see little limes growing and hummingbird feeders. It's, it has a real sweetness now. Do you live here? I can't um, believe you're here. I, I can't I, believe you're here. <laughs> well, I just so wanted to revisit this place. This place means so much to me. I spent zero months to seven years old. Could I please just walk around the back? I'll walk, do one loop and leave. Okay, okay. Thank you so much. We'll leave everybody outside. Thank you for this opportunity. Okay, I'll come visit. I come to LA quite a bit. I've learned so much living in this place, and I thank you for keeping it beautiful, making it more beautiful. I learned to drive at Sophia Lorenz Ranch in Calabasas. Her two sons, Carlo and Eduardo, um, taught me in a Renault Lacar, and they taught me on a stick shift. When I was trying to attempt sleeping at night, even though I was just so scared. This is what cats sound like when they are mating. Are you ready? That was the soundtrack to this apartment. I mean, for a 14-year-old, I was like, I was scared. And, um, I'm not scared anymore. I'm not scared anymore at all. But I'm so happy that this 14-year-old girl is totally okay. And hasn't been okay the whole time. Even 
a few years ago getting divorced, I felt so broken. I think the most broken I've ever felt in my life because all of a sudden it wasn't about me anymore. It was about two people I cared about much more than myself. That's real fear. That's bigger fear than anything I experienced as a kid. I feel as though we might have to like stop at a Paquito Moss today. I love California Mexican food. That California soft, fluffy rice and those refried beans. There's nothing like it. So this is Book Soup, which was a bookstore that I used to go to when I was a kid because when I was 14 and living on my own and emancipated, the judge was like, by the way, you never have to go to school again. And I was like, yes, please. I'm never going to school again. And then I was like, oh my God, I don't want to be uneducated. So I hit the books and this was Honestly, my favorite bookstore. I would always look for the classics. I would start with A, and then I spent 25 years trying to make it to Z. There's not one Kurt Vonnegut book that I've ever read that I didn't put down and think I just got to live in the mind of a mad genius that made my life better. And I actually got to have dinner with him one night. Um, and he ate baked beans and drank vodka. And it was the most amazing night ever. It's the one thing I'm not willing to share. You can have the shirt off my back and um, the keys to my car, but if you touch my book, I will end you. It's right here. The place with all the barbed wire. Yeah, that's it. her daughter was out of control and they drove me here in the middle of the night and they walked me right through those two doors and when you go through those two doors you do not come out um, and I was there for a year and a half and I hated it I kicked I screamed one minute you're at movie premieres and clubbing and the next minute you're in a full-blown institution with barbed wire everywhere and you can't get out. I think this is important for me to share with people because when they watch our show we have a very beautiful set and I get to dress in nice clothing and get my hair and makeup done and there's an elegance hopefully to the show but I will never lose sight of this part of my story. And I have seen and been through things and they've helped me just recognize in all of us that we go through stuff and it can't be embarrassing. It has to be our strengths. 
it has to be something that we can be proud of because we overcame it and we look back with honor and humor. <laughs> My life is so wonderful compared to what it was in this place. I can't even believe I actually get to be where I am now because when I was here I didn't see that. I thought I would be here forever. I never thought I was going to make it to somewhere better. And I'm just so happy with my life. And I don't know if I would have the life I have if it wasn't for a place like this. So it was so important to come here today and just like honor this. It's very celebratory. I, don't, I wouldn't want to go back. I just get to visit it in my dreams and wave hello and know I'm not here anymore. And that's pretty cool. Welcome to the Drew Barrymore Show. <laughs> Where we like to keep it real. <laughs> I'm so glad that um, Jason Kurtz, our executive producer, allowed that to be in um, the premiere episode of season two because it was so intimate and it wasn't this big showman moment. It was an invitation for all of us to be who we really are and share our truths. The ugly, the beautiful, the mighty, and everything in between. So we have more digital extras coming up. Next, including a chat with none other than Neil Patrick Harris. It's so fun. Come on back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back. We're bringing you the best of our digital extras. And sometimes we have guests who swing by our digital hub for a little chit chat. And here's my sit down with the ever so charming multi-hyphenate Neil Patrick Harris. I am excited to ask you some Christmas questions, oh, some holiday theme questions. It's a little game called Tell the Truth. Da -da 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 -da. Who is the most famous person who gave you a gift and what was it? Whoopi Goldberg, <gasps> when I did my first movie called Clara's Heart. Of course. That Christmas, and I had just filmed a movie with. Whoopi Goldberg, in my small town in New Mexico, I got this gigantic box, and inside was a stuffed uh, elephant plush from FAO Schwartz. It was as big as I, I mean, it was huge, and I, it was gigantic. I'd never seen a stuffed animal like that before, and it was from Whoopi Goldberg. Do you judge other people's holiday decor? I only judge other people's holiday decor when they're really proud of it, and it all comes from big, giant, like box stores. Don't have Olaf from Frozen next to like a vampire, next to elves. There's a, you need a theme. 
Come on, Drew. You need a theme if you're going to do some decorating. How do you accept a terrible gift so graciously? This for, for me? Oh. I have never. <laughs> Let me ask you about Wondercade because oh, yeah. you know how much I love Box One and your games. I feel like if somebody said, I want you to paint a picture of Neil Patrick Harris's style, I could. What would that be? Cocktail, old fashioned, nice. a hint of magician. There's a modernity to it. Oh, I love this but word. But it is not modernity. future. Do you ever feel like you were born in the wrong era? I always loved the magicians that did the, that traveled on trains. Thurston and Dante and everyone went to see their shows in tuxedos and top hats and velvet seats. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was wonderful that period. And so I've always loved textures and things that were tactile and Wondercade I thought was a fun opportunity to be able to talk about things that I've done, talk about things that I like, talk about uh, things that one can acquire, recommendations and things. Yeah. In a single place, you know, an email, a newsletter, and it's really written like a newsletter. You can look at it on your phone and you can scroll through it, but it feels it's even broken down into acts, almost like a, a variety show. And there's interviews. I interviewed uh, the new Doogie Howser. I had a Doogie v. Doogie interview. It's sort of like a gentleman's goop, but a little less viscous. If you are a female, it all, it's great because you can look at things to buy for your man. And if you're a man, it's, it's helpful. You can learn some skills to make your life more entertaining. Here's the thing also. Wondercade is a word that didn't really exist before. So I created the weird word, and I think it's easy to say. I love gentleman's goop. That actually is Thanks. super fun. There isn't that out there. There is no. And we're all coming to the party. NPH is the MVP. We'll be right back. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with highly anticipated new releases. The time is now more than ever to embrace the breathtaking, sinister, and shocking tales that can enthrall you, especially with brand new exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped, like Amy Tintera's Listen for the Lie. With exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors, captivating sound design, and dynamic performances, Audible brings these stories to life like never before. And as a member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. You guys know this, but our show sponsors a very cool comedy club called Bananamores. And we've had so many funny folks come through because when we launched in the pandemic, comedy clubs were closed. So we thought people still need to laugh. And how can we facilitate this? Bananamores was born. Please check out the people who came to us on our YouTube and Facebook pages. 
The owner of Banana Moors often sits down with a special guest to talk about the craft of comedy, has takeaways, things you can learn about how to apply comedy yourself. They're very interesting sit-downs. And, you know, <laughs> the proprietor, uh, Mitzi Bananamore, she's really quite a character. And uh, she sat down with Kiki Palmer. So check this out. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Mitzi Bananamore, and I'm here to kibitz with none other than multi-talented, so many things to list, it's too many to list. So we'll just say it's Kiki Palmer. Hello, it's so wonderful to be here with you. What in the hell, Toots, do you ever sleep? <laughs> you know, I ask myself that question all the time, you know? What box are you gonna check today? Well, I can tell you, it's been a long time for me waiting to sit down with you, so I definitely think I'm gonna be able to check that box off. You know, I'm equal opportunity. I go both ways, so don't flirt with me. Oh, ooh, ooh. all right. You dream of doing stand-up one day, I gotta say. <laughs> I got a club for you, I got a stage. I'd love to honor you. Why do you want to do stand-up? What's the intention behind it? This is the thing, I don't see myself probably doing it. I would see myself doing it in a very different way. You know, I would try to really bring me to it, but the thing I like about it is that I'm performing in front of an audience and that I can give some type of social commentary and, you know, express how I feel about it, but in a way that can be, you know, lighthearted and fun, you know, because I think sometimes there's so many things I always want to talk about, but I find my strength in being able to say it when I put it in with comedy. Well, you know, You've come up with all these amazing characters, oh, yeah, thank right? You. When you're coming up with a character, do you see the beginning, the middle, the end, and sort of color within the lines? Do you write the scripts? What's the process? You know, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who would like to have the cojones to create characters, but what's your advice to them? What's your process? You know, I start with a concept in my mind. Like, I'll start with, you know, a, a certain point of view that I want to understand, you know, about a character. Maybe this is a person that, what would it be like if you grew up with no parents and you just, you know, you, you just were always solo all your life? What kind of person would that make you? This, and so then I... <laughs> this is the result of no parents. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't advise anyone to live the way I do, but it's my life. I want to ask everybody what makes them tick. So you come up with a character. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, when you walk down the street and you see someone, it, could there be inspo there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I used to think, I created this character, Chelsea Barbie Taylor. One time I called my producing partner up and I said, you know, what would you, what would it be? Like, who, if I was Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt's black daughter, what would I sound like? What would I be like? What would be the what, what would be the reality of that? How could we change the conversation where as it pertains to culture, identity, and race? How could we flip it on its head with that, with a character like that? Well, that was going to be my next question because after our life long riddled with offending people, Ooh. I'm so sorry. God, you're so sensitive. Comedy is not for the faint, the faint of, heart. of heart. Exactly, Tootsie, we're on the same wavelength. And I'm wondering how do you draw the lines because I want to know what your process is. When it pertains to my art, I'm always going to say this is a character. You know, this is, I'm, I'm acting or I'm performing, this is a comedic character, this is that character's ideology and not my own. So you want a little artistic license. Yes, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you don't want to offend anybody. No. Comedians got to 
break some eggs. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's nothing funny about an egg just sitting there. It's the yolk all over the face. Yeah, yeah. How does I love the yolk that. get there? You, you break the egg. Yeah, and you're just hoping that person isn't vegan. Comedy is is a, a scary thing. You know, there are a lot of really talented people throughout history who have said, you know, drama is easy compared to comedy. Ooh. What do you think? I, I think that, that there's a lot there. You know why? Because I'm a strong believer, and this is also me because I do do comedy. Like, all my comedy comes from the darkest places. Like, I feel like to be into comedy, you got to be a person that done experience some dark, dark moments because comedy stems from that kind of, like to be able to go all the way left, you also have to be able to go all the way right. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's polarity. So how do you, cause I totally agree. I just, just preaching to the choir right here. Uh. How do you pull from the dark? Do you think it heals you afterwards? Oh my gosh, yes. One of my most, popular phrases was, but the guy, I guess. And I used to come up with these crazy stories of, oh, you know, I walked in on my boyfriend and he was with another woman, but the guy, I guess, I always had another girlfriend. You know, I would always have some crazy, you know, storyline attached, but the reality, the gag was, a lot of the storylines were true. <laughs> so you're taking like a plucky approach, but yes. really you're saying this ripped my heart out. This ripped my heart out, but here I am making a joke and you're the joke. And then after the camera cuts, I'm like, <laughs> I yeah. admire that. I want to see yeah. you cry. I want to see you laugh. I think laughter and crying, they're like twins. Oh, they're twins. They kind of look alike. They function alike. And it's like, you know, what do you want to do? You want to laugh or cry? I think you cry enough, you got to turn it to laughter. Stop crying. Boo-hoo, no more. Turn it into your strength and your power. Yeah. And maybe if you can even make someone else laugh. Then that's when, then see, that's the thing. It's almost like how when Kevin Hart said, laugh at my pain. It's like laugh at my pain, when I know that I'm able to give somebody joy, even in my weakest moment, that kind of turns around and reminds you to come outside of yourself. It's like, it's empowering to you to know, okay, you know what, I'm not really ready to smile, but if that, what I just said, even though it was sardonic and sardonically witty, if it brought joy to somebody, then hell, let my life be a joke then. <laughs> I'm wondering as one last thing, we do a tradition here at Banana Moors because I don't think that there's anything I love more than the spit take. Ooh, yeah. And I'm wondering Good if I can comment. put some tea in my mouth and I'll just hold it in there until something happens where you make me have mm. to okay. not be able to hold it in my mouth anymore. Okay. King Kong! <laughs> <laughs> so little Denzel did it. I gotta tell ya, I've really been looking forward to this piece. I admire you. I respect you, and we all know what all the fuss is about. We can't wait to watch you on your journey and cheer you on. I applaud you, darling. I love you. Ah! Uh, and, you know, I love you too. if you're ever lonely, call me. All right, this is Mitzi Bananamore. We've been kibitzing with Kiki Palmer. I hope she calls me. You know what I mean. Mitzi, she sure does look familiar, right, toots? All right, we'll be right back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome back to a special digital extras edition of the Drew Barrymore Show with stuff you will not see anywhere else. And we've seen the rise of the influencer on social media. That's why our digital show is so important to us. People who are just literally killing it in the game, creating content that blows us all away with its ingenuity and creativity. And this next guest, oh, he does not disappoint. He might even lead the pack. He does a very funny impression of me, actually, too. And I think his millions of followers maybe agree. I don't know, but we love him. Here's Benny Drama. Hi, it's Benito Skinner, AKA Benny Drama. And today I'm christening the digital hub at the Drew Barrymore Show. I've got something in store for Drew that I think she's gonna love. Because what's better than one Drew? Two Drews. Let's do this. Double toil and trouble. <sighs> so good. Oh my God, it's like multiplicity. I know, look. <laughs> okay, wait, sit down. Yes, oh my God, of course. Um, so as much as I love the idea of there being two of us. Two of us? Twins. Uh, twins. I have to say that I would love if I could ask Benny a question. Oh my God. Okay, I think he's in here somewhere. Yes, yes. Knock, knock, knock. Knock, knock. I'm just like, uh-uh, sorry, method. Um, <laughs> not today, Drew. Um, wow, okay, yes, I'd be honored. Benny, would you come out yeah, to yeah, play? Yeah, 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 hi, Drew, I'm here. I wanna ask you some questions. Yeah. Because I think that you have really, truly changed the game, and you might Thank have you. some real pearls of wisdom for people who want to find their voice yeah, in this world. What is your process? How do you yeah. come up out of thin air in the ether with your characters? So sometimes it'll be like, I'll get a line stuck in my head or something that I think is funny. Like when I did uh, Jonathan Van Ness as Jesus, <laughs> I, kept, I kept hearing them say like, okay, Judas, road. And it just like kept, go so something like that where I'm like, I'll almost like build a video around that. Yeah, and then sometimes it's just kind of like a life experience. like. I got my hair cut one time from this girl who just like made me feel so safe but was definitely telling me too much like about her <laughs> life. And it just, after a few haircuts that were like that, I was like this character of Jenny came to be and then I was like, she would also work at Mac. Like this girl is like, she's hair and makeup. She does both. <laughs> she's like, she's got multiple jobs. When you write stuff in your notes app, yeah. do you like go back and revisit it? Yeah. Or does it like kind of fall in the dump? Well, sometimes it, I think a really good idea will come up multiple times. Mm -hmm. And then also a really good idea you won't see. So like if I see someone do something like similar or if I feel like the video I'm doing isn't like a fresh take or something like that, I'm like, oh, okay, I don't think I need to spend hours editing that. You know, I want to do something I'm excited about that feels fresh and new. And then sometimes it'll just be like, it's time. Some things I can do fast, which mm -hmm. is nice. Like, you know, the Kourtney Kardashian-Travis Barker relationship. I saw that kind of spring up and I was like, oh, well, I have to act now. I feel like the Kardashians love you. They've been very sweet. I mean, I always, for me to do what I do and do an impression or something, it just, 
I have to be invested in the person and love them. So I've never done a video on something that I didn't care about. Like everything I've done, I think it's it's really more of an homage because I'm like, I love it and I I think this thing is funny about it and I I really want people to feel like they're in on the joke with me. I think people, you know, who I've made videos of, they feel the love because um, it is there. I really, I, I don't, I never want to be an internet bully or so like that was never my goal. It is so loving what Thank you do. You, I hope. It is. Yeah. But it's good to hear. it doesn't compromise on the funny. Yeah. How did you prep, as they say, <laughs> to be To be you? Uh-huh. I oh my god, okay. I think just it's it goes back to me only doing like impressions of so, like something I consume a lot of. So I mean I've seen everything you've made. And I think I, you know, I watch your show, I watch, like, I follow you on Instagram, so it's like, I've studied you so much, but it just, I, like, I don't know, I, I think since I was a kid, I just, like, love picking up on, you know, the nuances of, of what someone does. So, I think you're walking a tightrope that's very difficult for mm -hmm. people to create and stay on, and you're doing, like, the best job with it. Thank you. It's true. We are all so similar. We've seen, you know, so many of the same things, and I feel like, you know, I'm fortunate. I have a collaborator who's, you know, also my boyfriend and my partner, so it's like, if he also feels it, that's, I almost, like, test sometimes where I'm like, wait, can you watch this really quick? And no matter what, he'll also be like, ooh, not that one. I think everybody's ideal dream relationship um, or a lot of people's ideal dream relationship is to be believed in, to be supported, mm -hmm. and to actually have someone like collaborate with you. How sexy and fun. Yeah. I'm literally crying. <laughs> Sorry. Barbara Walters literally, goes I'm digital. Like, I just have this moment where I'm like, oh my God, I'm literally sitting with Drew Barrymore. I mean, it's just, I, I feel so lucky to do what I do. You are pioneering something and this will get traced back to you. And it's just so wonderful because it is hard yeah. to come up with something new yeah. in this world and you're doing it. And so are you. I... And we're so lucky to have you. Oh, thank Seriously. you. We'll be right back. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jura, Confluence, and Loom help power the collaboration needed for teams to accomplish what would otherwise be impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian software for everything, from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200, or two million, Atlassian software is built to help keep you connected and moving together as one. bringing you our favorite digital extras, stuff you won't see anywhere else. Me and the Drew's News team churned out headlines all summer long, including this Olympics chat with the three-time gold medalist, Ali Raisman. We get to get into a lot of stuff we weren't able to show you on the show, and it's very meaningful. Take a look. If there was an Olympic event for Feel Good News, we'd be going for the gold every time. Joining me today is someone who is no stranger to gold medals, three-time gold medal-winning gymnast and a personal hero, Allie Raisman! Hi. I'm so excited to meet you. I'm such a big fan. 
I've like done such a deep dive into your life over the years and I'm just always mesmerized by everything that I learn about you. And funny enough, which wasn't funny at all, I was reading that your dog went missing and I freaked out on the 4th of July. What happened and is there a happy ending to this story? Yes, so Milo's right here sleeping with me. He's, he's safe and he's healthy. Um, I live in the city. I didn't take Milo to see the fireworks, but because I'm in the city, they're just so loud. So even if they're like far away, they're still very loud for the dogs. But unfortunately the fireworks that went off were very close to us. So I had Milo on a leash and a harness and he, I had the leash in my hand and he just panicked and bolted and I tried to grab him, but I just couldn't. And it took me six days to get him back. It was, I'm still a little traumatized, not a little, very traumatized from the experience. And the people who found him are amazing. I've gotten coffee with them. I feel connected with them. And I'm just, it was a happy ending for me. And I'm very grateful he's okay. Well, you're such an amazing advocate for, you know, obviously canines and humans. Does it spark a fire in you to get involved in something? Definitely. Just how many people and animals are affected by fireworks, it really makes me think about things differently and just wanting to use my platform in a way to maybe help spread the word that people shouldn't just be randomly putting off fireworks because it has a really um, traumatic effect on a lot of living things in the world. I've only had Milo since the end of October, but I mean, he's helped me become more secure in who I am. He's just been such a big part of my healing journey that I just was so crushed and devastated last week, and I'm just so grateful that um, he's here with me now and he's okay. Oh, this is a happy ending. Okay, good. This makes me so happy. May I ask, you know, you're the captain of the team, you know, for several Olympics, and you, you know, now you're not doing a gymnastics anymore. Like, when you and the girls are sitting around and the first half of your life is so focused, is so laser sharp, so the extraordinary example of what human capacity is and can reach. What do you talk about with like second chapters and then what you'll do like after? Mm -hmm. You know, I've, I've gotten asked that a lot from a lot of different athletes and other sports because I think it's such a normal thing to struggle with what you wanna do when you're done with your sport or who you are outside of the sport. I think it's so relatable to college athletes or even someone who's not a collegiate athlete, but they had this amazing college experience and they don't know what they want to do for a career path. So I kind of got to a point where I started working on myself a lot. And I started to think about the way that I talk to myself really matters. My inner dialogue is so important and really shapes how I feel every single day. And I thought about it. And if a friend or another athlete came to me for advice, I would tell them, it's okay to feel that way. Take the time that you need, figure out who you are and figure out like what about the sport gives you this like passion and fire and this drive and find that in other things in life because you can find that in other things. And then I started to realize I need to be saying that to myself. And I realized like the anxiety about not doing gymnastics anymore really like started to go away. I got put into this role of, um, being an advocate for other survivors of sexual abuse. And I never imagined it to be like that, but I think it gave me 
such a deeper purpose outside of gymnastics. And it helped me have this confidence that I am more than a gymnast. And there is so many amazing things that I can do in life. And I'm still working on, like, if I took away the Olympic medals, the gymnast, being a survivor, all of those things, and took away even me being in the public eye, who would I be? Like, who am I on a Saturday morning when I'm taking Milo out for a walk? What do I like to do? Um, And so those are the things I'm working on now. And it's really been awesome. I am so glad that I asked you that question because I do appreciate everything that you've done in raising awareness. I, as a parent, you know, watching what you went through, I just, we need people like you. The way you put yourself out there makes me feel like we have a chance at protecting our daughters and our sons. And I'm just in awe of everything you've accomplished in your life both for yourself and for other people. You really are my hero. Thank you. I made really good friends with Allie during that chat, and um, she's been back on the show since, and I am not kidding. She will FaceTime me, and I will pick up, like, mid-ugly cry. She's the most amazing person, and she's funny, and she's cool. And these connections that we make here on the show are really genuine, and they can be life-changing. So thank you, Allie, for being my friend now. And you're just the greatest. You changed the world, honestly, with what you did. And I can't think of anyone more strong, brave, and valiant as someone like you. It's an honor to know you. All right, we've got more coming up, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We have been here in this studio with no audience when we launched in a pandemic, which was all the more reason that we wanted to get our digital game as strong as possible. We're all watching things with viewing habits that are radically different, and we've got to excel in both areas. But to be here on this stage, on broadcast television, with you, the guests, the live audience, what a dream come true. And we're so happy that you joined us for this very special episode of our show with some of our favorite digital extras. And if you haven't yet, make sure to follow and subscribe to The Drew Barrymore Show on YouTube and Facebook and all our socials because we try to bring it for you. And you need stuff like that in your day. And you deserve it. And we want to give it to you. So thank you for choosing to spend your time with us. We make this show for you so Take it with you, wherever you are. Get ready to skidoo into stories, because there's a new season of Storytime with Josh and Blue. Inside our storybook with you. Your preschooler can wind down wherever you choose. Blue's always ready for a snuggly snooze. I think I'm almost ready for a nap now, too. When it's time to settle down, Blue and all her friends are here for your preschooler. (laughs) Listen to Storytime with Josh and Blue wherever you get your podcasts.